Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Anybody here have um, the marks of some learning moments on your life on you? physically. Do you know what I'm talking about? You're like, like he, like Eric talked about hitting, being hit by a boat. I, I don't, I was never hit by a boat, but there's a fair number of trains that hit me in life. And most of them were because I was walking down the railroad tracks. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody here that you've learned by pain? Three of us. Awesome. Um, I, I would submit to you pain is the last resort for education. That's not God's best. That's not God's desire. And when we learn by pain, it's usually because we ran a few stop signs back there. Anybody testify? You're like, yes, yes, yes. People are like, I don't know why this is in my life. Think about that for a minute. Oh, yeah. I ordered that off the menu. <laughs> right? Um, so one of the things I've realized for myself is that all of life is feedback. In other words, everywhere we go, we keep running up against things and getting feedback on our lives. So um, if well, let's give you an example with a car. If you have um, a car, and my, my mechanic people out there, is you're driving along and all of a sudden you hear a bump and the car starts kind of kind of dragging to the right, how many different way things could be wrong that are causing that? What do you think? Tires? Alignment? It's broken. I like that. What else? Suspension? Yeah, your CV joint, right? Power steering? Flux capacity. <laughs> you drive a much better car than I do. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> um, the um, no, there's a bazillion different things, right? There's a bunch of different things. So the feedback is the bump and it's pulling to the side. But that doesn't, just because you have feedback doesn't mean you understand what the feedback means. Does that make sense? What I would submit is our ability to process feedback in life is the difference between a good life and no life at all. It's literally life and death. And so we're going to take a real quick moment of looking at some stuff um, from the life of uh, a father, uh, uh, his son, and his grandson. All right? Uh, you guys remember King David, right? King David took Israel, which was a, essentially a slave nation. They were a, a completely under domination by the Philistines. And he took them to being the most wealthy nation on earth at that time in one generation. How cool is that, right? But do you realize that David wasn't perfect? If you're not, you just read like three verses and you're like, oh, I would not have done that, right? There's a number of different things. You're like, does, I mean, first off, multiple wives. How could this go wrong, right? I mean, I mean, like, you're like, I'm not even married. I know that's a bad idea, right? The, the, the thing is, is he even has scripture that told him kings aren't supposed to have multiple wives. And he's like, anybody here, you read it and you're like, I don't think that applies to me. It says your name right there. <laughs> really? So he did multiple things. We know that he screwed up. Now, the beauty of it is anybody here is a child of somebody. <laughs> you qualify. 
So here's the beautiful thing. Who here has judged their parents? Yeah, you're like, oh my gosh, like you guys are idiots. Why can't you figure out if this is a bad idea? When I'm your age, I will not be doing that. Who here has done exactly that? Sweet, you're my people. That is a failure to process feedback, right? You saw it on somebody else's life, and instead of releasing, blessing, and forgiving, you made a vow never to do that, and we walked in judgment of our parents, not you, me, and what was in their life manifested automatically in our lives. Awesome. That is a failure to process feedback. So what we watch is David screwed up a little, right? He had a number of wives, I think nine. I mean, it's sad if you have to guess, right? But anyway, but Dave, so David, if we can pull it up, David expanded the kingdom of Israel all the way to the Euphrates, exactly the way it was prophesied to Joshua 400 years before. This is amazing. They had, they, they had, this whole area was basically a money-making machine as, as trade from, uh, the, uh, the Tigris and Euphrates, the Mesopotamian area, and from the Hittite, Asia Minor area, and Egypt all had to pass through there. They just, all they had to do was sit and just take money from people. Like, if, like, pay tax, you know, uh, tolls and taxi fare. And they made, that's how they became so incredibly wealthy. He built this in a single generation. But guess what? Did Solomon, and we know that Solomon, what? What do we call Solomon? The wisest man who ever lived, right? Wise. Why, you know, why was he wise? Because he asked for wisdom. We're like, oh, that's amazing. It was only, I don't know, man. I was reading the Bible for years before I realized for a wise guy, he was really dumb. (laughs) See, see, wisdom isn't knowing the right thing to do. Wisdom is doing the thing you know to do. Now, did he do the thing he knew to do? No, he took David and he's like, nine wives? Hmm, I don't think you were even trying. (laughs) How many wives did Solomon have? Like 500 and then 2,000 concubines? I'm like, the fact that you have to have different categories is a problem, right? You know, I just can't keep you guys straight. Once we get past 365, I don't know what to do, right? This is not a genius. This is, you're sitting there going, you watch the train wreck of your father's life because of this one area. And what did you go? I just don't think you were trying. But that's what happens when we judge the failures of our parents and fail to learn, get from the feedback provided by the environment we grew up in, right? So what happens is by the end of Solomon's life, what happens is Solomon is dying. Well, let's pull up these verses. First uh, Kings chapter 10. It says, so the Lord said to Solomon, because those wives drew him away from the Lord and he began to worship other gods. That's what we call when we start worshiping the gift rather than the giver. And he said, since this is your attitude and you have not kept my covenant and my decrees, which I commanded you, I will most certainly tear the kingdom away from you and give it to one of your subordinates, a guy by the name of Jeroboam. Jeroboam was amazing. He was awesome. He was a great administrator. All the people loved him. He was great. And he said, and, and he said, I'm going to give it to one of your subordinates. Verse 11. Oh, my bad. I'm jumping ahead. Sorry. I'll give it to you. But also on top of this, he said he raised up. It says that God raised up three adversaries for for him. One was a guy by the name of Hadad. 
uh, who actually, I don't think, had a dad. That was another issue. Um, had dad? You would think, you would think it. But anyway, um, but he raised up. There were basically, do you remember that map? Can we show the next map? Sorry, the map again with Solomon there. Okay, so after, um, uh, actually, can we go back one map? So sorry, I'm so hard to deal with. So you see all that yellow only goes so far? Because Solomon lost all of that almost immediate in the middle of his reign. Because, um, because uh, I think it was Hadad rose up and took that whole area away. Uh, there was area to the east in Edom that was taken away. And then Jeroboam was rising up. Why? Because he failed to process feedback. Now listen, how do you think, is feedback from God helpful? <laughs> if you heed it. Did he heed it? We know another king, Isaiah, you guys, I'm not Isaiah, Hezekiah. It was during, it was in Isaiah. It tells us that Hezekiah was, was, uh, did some, was dying. And there was this whole thing. And God said, if, you know, he gives, tells him, because you've welcomed the, these Babylonian, uh, emissaries, that the kingdom will, uh, I'll, I'll keep it alive while you're alive, but after you die, it's gone. And Hezekiah was glad. Anybody have a parent like that? That they're okay if they're okay, but they don't care what happens to you? And that's basically what Solomon was saying. Whew, well, I guess I get a party to the end. Was that a good way to process feedback? Solomon did not. God's like, listen, the very thing you have will be destroyed. And Solomon's like, but after I'm gone, right? Okay, we're good. What? So what does he do? Along comes his son, Rehoboam. And that's where we're going to pick up the story. Rehoboam, so what happened is Rehoboam is on his way to be, he's going to be crowned king. And all the tribes in the north, so Israel is divided into 12 tribes. And most of the tribes are in the north where it's really fertile, rich ground. Jerusalem is in the south where it's poor ground. Rich people in the north, poor people in the south. Poor people in charge, rich people not in charge. Got it? The rich people are coming to Rehoboam because toward the end of his life, Solomon, driving over stop signs, started to actually enslave the Israelite people to do his building projects. He made slaves of people. He made higher and higher taxes to, do, to feed his own wealth. And guess what happened? Is they're coming to Rehoboam and they said, listen, listen, I, you're going to be king and we, we, we will serve you, but we got to lessen the load. This is just over the top. We can't maintain the levels that Solomon did. And so Rehoboam said to them, go away for three days and then come back to me. So the people went away. Why, why is he giving himself three days? He needs to think. Now that's a good step, right? That's a great step. Well done, Rehoboam. We're so proud of you, right? Listen, just because you take time, anybody taking time and not gotten better? Like I've taken time and I'm like, oh, I started out here and now I'm here, Right? So let's see what King Rehoboam did. King Rehoboam uh, consulted the elders who had served his father Solomon during his lifetime. Now, these are the guys who helped Solomon make this a heavy load in the first place, right? What do they say? How would you advise me to answer these people, he asked. They replied, if today you will be a servant to these people and serve them and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your servants. It's actually really good advice. 
He says, if you want them to be part of your kingdom, you're going to have to serve them. Leadership is always about service. But when you make it about domination, what happens? The sheep scatter. And so what happens? Verse 8. But Rehoboam rejected the advice that the elders gave him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him and were serving him. Anybody here been in a group where everybody's dumb together? <laughs> little little side, side line. I was, I, I, was, I, I was talking with somebody about house churches, and I love house churches. I love house groups, except for one thing is every house church I've been a part of, and maybe it's because I was a part of it, it became weird. Like I said, I was a part of it, so it was probably me, but I, whatever. Why does it become weird? You get a small enough people, you can all agree on something stupid together, right? It's like I get together with groups of all male, male pastors, and I get terrified because there's a way that seems right to a man. Can we not call our wives first? Listen, my, my, I, I try to get Masha to go to these pastors meetings. She's like, I'm good. No, I, I'm like, no, seriously, we need a chaperone. No, I mean, you know, but what is, what is it? There is something about being part of a diverse group of people where everybody doesn't think like you that keeps you from being dumb. So delusion, the problem with delusion is ever, I've got a prophetic word for you. You are deluded. Merry Christmas. You are. In some area of your life, you're screwed up and don't know it. That's what delusion is. But the problem with delusion is you don't know it. How are you going to know it? You know, I had so many messed up areas of my life that I didn't know about till I got married. <laughs> Who knew hygiene was a thing? <laughs> right? No, but the reality is a lot of times we're like, I'm okay. Like you hang out with guys and you're like, hey, I haven't bathed in three weeks. I know. It's really nice musky odor. Like, <laughs> no, it's not. It's disgusting. Right? You need to be around people that are different and get feedback from them. But does feedback feel good? No. So what does he do? He says, what's your advice? How should we answer these people who say to me, lighten the yoke your father put on us? And the young men who had grown up with him replied in the full thuggish, full thugging right now, these people have said to you, your father put a heavy yoke on us, but make our yoke lighter. So what we say is, tell them my little finger is thicker than my father's waist. And my father laid on you a heavy yoke and I'll make it even heavier. And my father scourged you with whips, and I'll scourge you with scorpions. I don't even know how to do that, but I'm going to make it happen, right? <laughs> Full on thug. What in the world? But because, hey, you think it's a good idea? They were probably drinking at the time, just saying, you know, hey, man, you think it's a good idea? Right? And what happens? What do you think happened after that? Instantaneously, overnight, if we could pull up that map, he loses the entire northern half of the country. They say, forget you and take all the wealth with them. <laughs> Anybody here had that happen? You failed to process, uh, process feedback and lost something very valuable to you? <sighs> so why does that happen? I want to I I dig into something. And um, anybody here know who Dr. Henry Cloud is? Cloud and Townsend did the boundaries things. Awesome. You're my people. Um, so he, he did a series on something called, and he noted that in Proverbs over and over again, there's three categories of people. There's the wise, there's the fool, and there's the evil or reckless. 
And so these three, if we can pull them up, the wise, or he calls prudent, or the fool, which is reckless. And then there's, I'm sorry, a mocker who is evil. These are the three categories you see over and over again. And the problem is, if we're honest, we probably qualify for all three. True? Like, you're like, (laughs) yeah, that's me. And it's a little terrifying to read Proverbs because you're like, yeah, wow, way too true. And and so um, we were talking yesterday in our car as we were driving, and um, and Masha was like, I don't like the word fool, which is biblical, right? Jesus said, don't call anybody a fool, right? But I was like, well, Proverbs keeps using it over and over again. And our daughter, Danya, pipes up from the back. She goes, a fool is someone who just doesn't use their wisdom. They know what to do, but they don't do it. And I'm like, show! I said, can I quote you? She said, oh, yeah. <laughs> Royalties, baby. Right. No, I mean, seriously. And actually, that right there was wisdom in me because wisdom is recognizing wisdom when it shows up, no matter whose mouth it is in. Anybody here gotten feedback from a source you hate that you later proved to be true? You know what I mean? Like the person you like the least tried to give you feedback and you're like, I hate you. It must be wrong. And then you prove them right. So wisdom, and so actually, so we're going to go through a few of these verses and we're going to break down some of my, uh, my own brokenness. How about that? Does that sound good? We'll break down my brokenness. Awesome. Proverbs uh, chapter, I think we're going to start in chapter nine. Yeah, let's do that. Proverbs chapter nine. Nine is after eight, if you're wondering. Oh, in your Bible. All right, no, anyway. All right, okay. So it says this interesting thing. Well, let me, let me back up. Henry Cloud puts it this way, and I thought this was so helpful. He said, the difference between wise and foolish and evil is this. Let's do it. There's wise, fool, and evil. The wise, when you turn on the light and show them something in their life that's not as it should be, they adjust to the light, right? They're like, whoo, I didn't see that. Thank you. The fool, when you turn on the light, tries to change the light. Yeah, I don't think you're dealing with the full facts here. There's a really good reason why I'm being this stupid. Really. I'm justified. The evil person shoots out the light, right? So, um, so let's let's read this. Do not rebuke a mocker or an evil one, or they will hate you. Anybody done that? Tried to give feedback and end up underneath the car, being dragged down the highway. Rebuke the wise though, and they will what? Wow! Come on. Instruct the wise, and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous, and they will add to their learning. Okay, can I just be really raw with you for a minute? I'd be willing to bet most of us spend most of only about 10% of our time in that category, right? Why? Because we don't like feedback, do we? Come on. So it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. The great thing, though, is the longer you live is you start to realize a little bit of hurt now or a lot later. Anybody already played that out? You're like, anybody had like a check engine light that you're like, I don't think they mean it. (laughs) You know, like I heard those don't really, I think it's a fake. 
Anyway, the being who told you sick. Yes. Okay. Come on. So let me just say, let me back up. There's we're we're talking about all different types of feedback, by the way. So there's there is basic feedback. We talked about a car. There's environmental. There's environmental feedback. I can't spell. Environment. Like, in other words, like anybody here had this happen. You went up to get money out of your account at Kroger. And the lady was kind enough to let you know that you may not be aware, but you have no money. Who's been there? Yeah, your car is declined. Your car, your car is declined. How did that happen? No, your card is declined. That's feedback, right? Now, there's a bunch of things it could mean, right? So what's a evil thing it could mean? It could mean a hacker took all your money, right? It could be a foolish thing because you bought too many burritos last week. Or it could be a wise thing that you're attempting to grow your business and you're trying to grow your capacity and it's telling you you need to increase your capacity. You need to find someone. So there, that feedback could be any one of those things, right? There's also, though, I would call it environment like um, uh, emotional. Let's just say that. Where are my feelers? You know what I'm talking about. You're in a place and suddenly something jumps on you. Nobody, right? Now, here's the problem with that is that is feedback. But if you don't understand what it is, what are you going to do? Take it as your own and you may make it worse. Anybody? Who, who's my people, right? So, and so what is that emotional? Could be evil feedback. It could be foolish or it could be wise feedback. So then beyond that though, there's human feedback, right? Now, we'll get to that in a second. Human feedback. So, I have really, really horrible news for you about human feedback. Pure feedback does not exist. A hundred, feedback that is 100% true does not exist. Why? Because it's filtered through fragile people. Now, so... The closest you can get to real feedback is this. When you did this, it made me feel this way. That's the closest. Anybody had this though? Like you, you stubbed, like, I don't know what, uh, you, where, where, um, you did this, but they took it as this and therefore you were dead to them. <laughs> uh, um, I, unfortunately, I know all your stories and I'm trying not to out all of us. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm like trying to be like totally theoretical and I'm losing it. I'm like, uh, I'm going to call somebody. And that's my problem. I also being prophetic, I'll accidentally out your story and they'll be like, he knows. I don't know. Okay. So what I mean is this, like, like when, <laughs> okay, Rachel's going to be my, no, <laughs> yeah, go for it. no, what I mean is this. So 90% of the time, when somebody hurts you, their experience is this and your experience is this. True? Yeah. Right? I mean, unless they are evil. In that case, their experience, well, it's still the same. They're like, I'm having a good day, actually. No. Um, so feedback, human feedback is going to be a mixed bag, right? And for a long time, there's two ditches on human feedback. One is to deny it, and the one other is to accept it. Anybody have a problem with that? There's no other options? Deny or accept. What's, what am I going to do? 
If I can't deny or accept, I would put it this way. Accept 100% and deny 100%. One of the things I've realized I have to do, because anybody here grew up that you need to submit yourself to that feedback 100% and die? Yeah, who it came from. But I'll give you a great example. Authority figures. Submit. Moms or dads, preachers, bosses, teachers, whatever. And their, their feedback is 100% accurate. Anybody found that not to be true? Right? So, it's, so the problem is, how many drops of cyanide do you need in a bucket to kill you? Right. And so I don't know either, but it's, it's, a, it's some. Okay. So here's the deal is what I have learned is I have to do this. I have to take the feedback I receive and go to Jesus. And I have to say this, Jesus, they said this. What do you say? I love Jesus. He's so gracious. He's like, yeah, they're mostly wrong, but they're totally right over here. I'm like, Can't they be just totally wrong? <laughs> the reality is when somebody's giving you feedback, unless they are purely lying to you, there is some truth in it. If only their own experience of you, right? Um, and so I want to say this. One of the things that's really important to understand is that when we're giving feedback is never to imply motive. You and I don't know why they did what they did, right? You and I don't know why they did what they did. The reality is they probably don't know why they did what they did. <laughs> Jesus, uh, Paul, Jeremiah says, the heart is deceptively wicked. Who can know it? Only Jesus. And so that's why I can't even sort out my own heart when I get feedback. I have to go, Jesus, they said this. What do you say? Because if I can accept the percentage, the parts that are right, guess what? I can grow. I can get healed. I can, I can grow. If I accept the, the parts that are wrong, I'm going to die, right? But if I can reject the parts that are not true, then I'll be okay. And so there's this thing of the ability, our ability to sort out what is true and what is false. Now, sometimes we're so up in our stuff, we can't do that. Anybody? Anybody been there? Does that translate? Do you know that place? It's called fight or flight. Your brain actually turns off in fight or flight. Something we need to be really aware of is when you are triggered with adrenaline, you and I are dumb. D-U-M. <laughs> dumb. Backwards spells mud. No, sorry, Looney Tunes reference. Um, what I want to say with that, though, is this is really important that we, we, are, sus we are suspicious of actually understanding our own heart when we are full of fear. That literally, we're not going to really be able to process feedback when we are triggered. And we shouldn't expect wisdom to come out of that moment. Anybody here done stupid stuff at 3 a.m. when you're triggered? In that moment, our ability to process that feedback, and that's what brings us to the last level, which is spiritual feedback. Now, who's the wise one on the spiritual feedback? Holy Spirit, you win a prize. Holy Spirit. We have the mind of Christ, we're told. That's the presence of Holy Spirit on the inside who always makes good decisions. 
Now, who's the evil one? The enemy, Satan, the devil, you choose your pick. Now, what about the fool? Me. <laughs> I want it my way. The, the reality is, is we've got to take this feedback and take it to the spirit level. We've got to take it and lay it before Jesus and say, what do you say? Because if we don't, we're not going to be able to process that. I'm going to give you a great example. All of us in this COVID season received copious amounts of environmental feedback. Anybody got sent home to your environment and found you something you didn't like? Right? Right? Yeah, seriously. I love that. No, that's true. We found things we didn't like. Or, or maybe emotionally, you found some people you didn't like. No nudging. All right. Uh, or, or maybe you found that, like, I heard, I heard someone say really great, um, that, that they found out that they don't like going into their job. They really love that they get to stay home. That's, that's feedback, right? That's feedback. Or, you know, there's, there's all kinds of it or emotional where it's in you that you found out there were some things growing in your garden. Anybody found some things, some weeds in your garden during this season? Yeah. You're like, I, I, I say during COVID, it was like somebody poured miracle grow all in manure over everything. <laughs> Whatever's in there is going to grow great. Anybody came back and found like the Amazon jungle in your, your, your yard? Like what? The reality is, is, and so that's feedback. Now, what did we say? What, is, what does the evil person do? The mocker? Shh, shh. Give me some more feedback. No, really. Or they might smile at you and go, yes, I totally think so. I'm now going to plot your ruin and demise. <laughs> the evil person says, even if I die, I'm taking all of you with me. <laughs> right? <laughs> now, here's the part. This is the part. This is where I told you I could tell you my stuff. Fool. Professional right here. Here's the worst thing about fool. Fool has nothing to do with smarts. Except that. It's the more smart you think you are, the more likely you are to be a fool. Did you Why? Because we lean to our own understanding. We, so if you're really good in an area, you will naturally rise by talent to a certain level without trying while everybody else is learning to work where you're just naturally awesome. Anybody had that classmate who just aced through Classes up to a certain point and hit a wall and then crashed and burned. What does the fool do? It's everybody else's fault. If you like taught right, I'd be okay. If my mom paid for the, if I, it's somebody's fault, right? What does the fool do? The fool blames everyone, right? And fails to do what? Change. See, a wise person it said we can correct a wise man and they become what? What happens when you correct a fool? They get dumb and it says actually they'll probably start hitting you. <laughs> correct a fool in his folly and become like him. Anybody here had tried to correct a fool and ended up walking out like I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> like I just entered the twilight zone and I don't even know my name at this point. Do you know what I'm talking about? You entered their crazy land and you're coming out going, did he get my wallet? 
right? Like, like you just, like, the thing about it is, is that a wise person can be, can get feedback by verbal, right? Why? Because they're listening to Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit can sort this out. A fool rejects feedback, and so the only feedback that they, they will accept, whether they like it or not, is environmental. The, what happens in your life physically. Anybody? Like, I am not drunk. Bam! I slammed into a tree. That's environmental impact. <laughs> right? That's it. So a fool is only, you only change when it hurts so bad. You know, they say, having a saying in counseling is that when, um, that if you don't want to, ch- if you're hurting and you don't want to change, you'll have to hurt more until you want to change. And so the thing is, I don't know about you, where do you want to be? This shouldn't be hard. Where do you want to be? Good choice. You win a prize. Gold star for all of you. <laughs> this, that's feedback. I'm asking for feedback. No. So the reality is, is that I, I don't want to learn from pain. That's remedial learning. And if I don't, but if I don't learn from pain, guess what I will eventually become? the person who destroys everyone around me. And so I want to be wise. I want to learn. I want to learn from feedback. But here's the problem is the best feedback is going to come from people that are very different from me and see the world very differently. And so if I'm able to process this whole, this, all of this feedback with Holy Spirit, guess what? I'm going to go higher and higher and higher and higher. But if I don't, I'm going to go lower and lower and lower. If we can have the worship team come up. I'll tell you this. There are people in my life who have continually asked me for advice and done the exact opposite of the things I advise them to do. What do I do? Now, that's feedback to me, right? What does that feedback mean? My advice was trash. That's one. No, no, this is good. Those are two ditches. My advice is trash is one of them. Anybody give them bad advice? I have. They wasted my time. They're not healthy enough to accept it. Is there a point in me continuing to give advice if they're not listening? No. Huh? Exactly. Pearls before swine. So the thing is, though, but I, a lot of times people will ask you for it. But you don't know unless they don't apply it. That's how you know it. You don't know what they want unless they, uh, but you'll know it by the environment. You'll see the reaction. People will tell you, I want, tell me what you really think. Bam, tell me again. (laughs) Right? No, I'm good. I'll pass. I want to learn from my environment. And so what I want to say is, again, I can claim all of those areas. Every one of us has areas where we tend toward evil. We tend towards just, uh, because that's usually the areas we've been traumatized. Or fool, that's just where we, let, we, like, our, we like our foolishness. But then there's wise. And so um, as, we, as we start to worship, what I want to ask you right now, let's just stand. Father, please shine the light in our lives. Who, where are the stop signs that we have foolishly been running in our lives? Who are the people who have been speaking over our lives truth, but we haven't been listening? 
Who are the people we need to be inviting into our lives? Because they're different than us. And I, we need to hear from them. And Lord, where, who are the people I need to forgive because they rejected my feedback? We love you, Lord, in your beautiful name.